Talked with Will Kramlick and Justin Pelletier earlier from the Sun Journal. You'll be able to hear that interview on demand after the show. Right now, we're going to preview Sea Dogs opening day. Sea Dogs opening up Hadlock Field today. Mike Antonellis is the voice of the Portland Sea Dogs. Of course, you can hear the Sea Dogs right here on Sports Time Main AM 780 tonight. And, of course, you can also hear them on 96.9 AM 1450. Go to PortlandSeaDogs.com to see the rest of the U.S. Cellular Sea Dogs Radio Network. And we'll talk with Mike right now. Mike, I always love opening day at Hadlock Field. The media converges. And this is this is one of the more noteworthy opening days uh, recently, just in terms of star power tonight. And I mean, not, I don't mean that just because you're there, as always, Mike. Yeah. I mean, I mean that because, you know, you got... You got this Tim Tebow guy that I guess is is fairly uh, people are really into him uh, and, and interested in him. They've and, heard his name, and it just so happens that Drew Pomeranz, uh, who was a, a a very key contributor to the Boston Red Sox rotation last year, making a rehab start tonight as well. Like, can you guys fit anything else in there uh, to to make this or to to make this night any busier? I'm sure we'll think of something. I mean, we have Slugger too. I mean, he's I was just going to say that our power here. Slugger's the man. Oh yeah, yeah. Slugger is Slugger draws people, you know, far and wide. So I mean, that's like I said, you know, it's it's always it's always noteworthy. It's always big stuff. How uh, how have things been in the first week? First week on the road, kind of like that whole opening week on the road thing, because I think the team kind of gets to gel, kind of on the road a little bit. Maybe you know, gets to know each other a little bit. Uh, Let's talk about the season so far. Uh, Games in Binghamton, games in Reading. What we've learned so far, and what we know about the team so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, the team's young, uh, missing some pieces. Uh, Josh Ockamy, who's hurt, uh, Joseph Monet, Travis Lakins, they have three guys out, and Chavis, unfortunately, uh, with what happened with him, he's not going to be here for a while. But there's some good guys that are in this team. Uh, Esteban Quiroz, who the Red Sox signed out of Mexico, has been one of the hottest hitters in the league to start. He had two home runs the other day, and it's just the pitching hasn't been great. The starting pitching has struggled a bit, and you just hope that that gets better as we go along here. Bullpen's been really good, and they saw really uh, two really good teams, uh, really two good bullpens that they saw. And, uh, they lost some tough teams, but I do agree with you, the guys getting on the road and, and getting to gel a little bit. I mean, they're with each other in spring training, but not all of them are playing together. It's different when you're traveling and on a bus and kind of living with each other. Talk about Mike Antonellis from the Portland Seahawks. Mike, uh, it's the Dave Wing. Listen, it seems like every year the Red Sox organization in their parks, they, they make some adjustments. You know, this year in Fenway, they've got that new little... That Jim Beam thing. Jim Beam and, thing yeah. and whatever, and then the custom monster seats and whatever. Two, two questions. What have they done in that regard, number one? And number two, have they extended the netting at, at uh, Hadlock like they did uh, at the Major League Parks? Yeah, uh, we haven't made anything like uh, the Red Sox. We've talked about potentially doing something. I think it's great. I think that dugout suite is genius. Uh, Reading has one. I know there's a lot of minor league teams, and that's where the, the idea is from. Minor league teams have been doing that for years. We did extend the netting. Uh, it's a, it's amazing, the new technology. I'm looking. I'm in the press box now. You can't even see it. It's, uh, there's no knots in it. It's green, but it's clear, and uh, whoever developed it was a genius. And I mean, there's going to be a little backlash from it, but I, from what I've been watching the last few years, these guys are hitting more balls into the stands <laughs> at a high rate, and I don't buy that it's people not paying attention, which is part of it, too, that you're getting hit. But now with the TrackMan system that we have, and we can tell you, how fast the balls are going in the stands. And they're going in the stands at 100 to 110 miles an hour. 
it doesn't matter if you're on your phone if you're or if you're <laughs> looking right at home plate. You, you can't react to 100 on your lap. I yeah, couldn't catch so, out with a glove. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think in 20 years the next generation is going to say, do you believe that they didn't used to have a net here? Because I, I just, it's, it's, it makes sense. I mean, you got to move on with what's going on nowadays. And I just think guys foul, uh, the, the foul balls are harder. I, I've just noticed it more, and I think it's smarter that you do it. And it's something the players have wanted, too. By the way, I was stunned by this. 25th season of the Portland Sea Dogs. I wasn't stunned by that. But I am stunned that for the first time, you can get Moxie at Hadlock yeah. Field. That's that's the official drink of Maine, and now twenty five years later, we're 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 in. I was stunned by that. I never even thought of that before. Yeah, and we we get a lot of uh, you know the great thing that we have going here is that we do our own concessions. And just for your listeners that don't know, it some teams will hire someone out to do their own concessions. That means they control everything. We control everything in house, so. We and it's great because we get all the profits, which I mean, and that's the best thing. But the better thing is that we can control the menu and we can control like who we bring in here. We formed a nice relationship with Dunkin' Donuts a few years ago, and and uh, yeah, having Moxie here is is great. And there are things that concessions will get run by, and and they know if things will work or if it's cost effective. Uh, people want us to carry certain things, but if we can't sell it, we're just we're just throwing money away. So. This is something we feel will be a good investment and and um, kind of a staple of Maine. We'll see. I mean, I know our, a lot of our front office people are excited. And you're either in or out with Moxie, and I'm I'm out. So <laughs> I don't me too. <laughs> see, yeah. see, Mike, I'm a big Moxie guy, but the reason I'm a big Moxie guy is because when I was a kid, I grew up an only child, and I had cousins, and cousins, my cousins never ever had soda for any reason. Like my grandmother was a firm believer in like cheap Kool Aid and plenty of water, which was fine because there's yeah. a lot of kids rolling around. Okay, I totally get that. And every time I would show up, my dad would always get me soda at the time. Probably one of the reasons I was not the smallest child in America. And, uh, and, and, you know, I'd always, they'd always be like, oh, man, can I have a sip? Can I have a sip? And if it was like Mountain Dew or Dr. Pepper or Coke or anything like that, Pepsi, anything, they would always want a sip. Well, finally, what uh, I liked Moxie. I never, I never had any issues with it. I was like, ah, oh, nice cold soda. I never, it, it, it wasn't polarizing to me when I was a child. And uh, I'd, have my, I'd have my dad buy me Moxie once. And I remember it was, um, it was the year that, uh, that Larry, it was actually day, the day of game five. When the Indiana Pacers took on uh, Larry Bird and the Celtics, and, and Bird hit his head off the ground and came back in and, and beat uh, Chuck Person and the Pacers, that day I, I he bought me Moxie, and my cousin's like, "Oh man, can I get a sip?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." I gave him a sip, and like the look on his face of just like he'd swallowed actual death was yeah. one that will live in infamy for this time. And I'm like, "Oh, so if I just show up with Moxie moving work. forward." No one will bother me again. And sure enough, no one asked. No one yeah. ever asked. No one. And it is just glorious. I just So if you're an only child, you don't like to share, you don't want to do anything, Moxie, the drink for you. So that's that's I, think I like it has to share. The same effect here too. <laughs> you're one hundred percent right. Office, yeah. It's it's divided. Now, one other thing I did want to talk about ballpark wise uh this year before we kind of talk about tonight's game. 
Uh, in honor of the Sea Dogs' 25th season, 14 of the 17 Hadlock Field skyboxes have been renamed. So if you're used to being in a certain uh, a certain box because your your friends get together each year and go to you know you go to the the, the Ted Williams box or the the Carl Yastrzemski box, those names have changed this year. And now they're 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 former Sea Dogs players that they they've changed uh, 14 out of those 17 to. So the the folks should be paying attention to which box they're in at this point. Yeah, and I think that's a it's a terrific idea. It, I mean, some of them aren't the, the biggest names in the, in the world, but I, I think it's nice to have the boxes named after former Sea Dogs. And then if you don't know who these players are, then you do some research, and it kind of helps spread our history. But I, I like it, and I'm looking at them some right now and just to see Lester and Millar and Kotze. And, uh, I just think it's a good idea. I think it was really cool that they did that. I think a lot of people forget the amount of players, oh boy, impact players that have come up through there. Like, you know, when I go back and I look at old main guide stuff, for example, there were some solid major leaguers that came through there, but there wasn't like some, there wasn't like some generational talent that brought a World Series here, there, everywhere. But there are folks that you know, since since the affiliation changed back in two thousand and two and, and went to the Red Sox, so many players in in in, the, in that time have been instrumental. And then it just so happened that with that trade with the Marlins, you, you brought in some former Sea Dogs as well because of that previous affiliation. But there's been so many players that have come up through Portland that have been instrumental in, in the last three Red Sox championships. And I think people forget that sometimes. They forget, like, they, they, they remember seeing them at Hadlock, but they don't understand that the development that they had at AA made them the player that they are. So cherish these cherish these moments like you can go down and see these guys play at Fenway at some point but right now you get to see them up close you know I remember my daughter last year hanging out by the Trenton Thunder dugout of course you know full disclosure for everybody that knows I'm a Yankees fan and uh, Miguel Andahar get, gives her a baseball well Miguel, well, Miguel Andahar is playing third base the other night and she looks over she's like oh that's Miggy Andahar he gave me the ball last year right that's how you create fans that's how you create this this stuff so Get down there. Get down to Hadlock as much as possible, whether you like the French fries or the Moxie or whatever it is. Get down there this year. Or for God's sakes, get a Sea Dogs biscuit at least. You need to scratch that itch at least once a year. But go down I and like see the these guys. Pitch. You know? Well, I agree. And it's not just them, too. I mean, it's it's the players, the future stars of throughout Major League Baseball that are coming yeah. in. Like, you know, it's cool that Tim Tebow's coming in tonight because this is an entirely different thing. But those hot prospects that come in, Double A's the proving ground now. It's not like the old days where you, they spent a ton of time at Double A and then they'd spent a ton of time at Triple A. You know, Wing told me a story yesterday about uh, how he was growing up and, and he knew this kid and he was giving him rides. And this kid was complaining at the time that Wade Boggs couldn't get out of Pawtucket. He was the best hitter in the system. You know, they they spent a lot. They spent a lot of time in, in the minors uh, in those years. You don't get that uh, that option anymore. Like sometimes a guy that's on the opening day roster in Double A isn't going to be there at the end of the year. So get down there now. Get down there in April. Get down there in May, and get down there while the the starts are at six too. That way, if you're concerned about being out too late, well, guess what? You can still be home by nine. No big deal. So yeah, I <laughs> I agree. Get down. Get down and, and see some stuff. Uh, Pomeranz has the uh, has the um, the rehab start tonight. Uh, any idea on pitch count for him, and uh, and then who's who's coming in uh, behind him? I believe Dedger's uh, pitching behind him, right? Yeah, and we're and we're going to lose Dedger today. So uh, a lot of a lot's going on in the big leagues. With uh, I think it's the Bobby Pointer trickle effect. Marcus Walden was the starter in Pawtucket. He was scratched uh, right, like he was scratched super early yesterday. Pawtucket played at four o'clock in Toledo, and Justin Haley had to make a spot start. I think he found out. 
couple of hours before. <laughs> uh, Decker's going to go up to fill. They, they have four starters, so we don't, we don't know who's coming in. Um, we had a day off yesterday, so it would just be a bullpen, whoever <clears throat> is the freshest, you know, maybe Trey Ball. But it was supposed to be a piggyback. I actually just found out, as you, um, I have one of those Apple Watches, so I get text messages, and I just got a text that, that Degger's starting for Pateka tonight. So, Oh, good for him. Um, yeah, good, it is good for him. You know, uh, it's, you, know I, you, you know deep down guys don't want to see anyone get hurt, but, I mean, if, you have, if someone gets hurt and you have a chance to go up, I mean, secretly or deep down, you have to be happy because this is such a hard game to, to move up sometimes, especially in this organization. I mean, especially as a position player. So uh, he had a good spring training, and, um, you know, who knows? Uh, I hope he doesn't come back. You know, we like him a lot here. But if he can help out Pawtucket and help out Boston, that's what it's all about. Talk with Mike Antonellis from the Portland Sea Dogs. is the voice of the Portland Sea Dogs, the Portland Sea Dogs Radio Network. They'll be in action tonight against the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Did it take you all year last year not to call them the Binghamton Mets? Like, did it take a little while to, to shed that? Yeah, I think a few times. <laughs> I'm more aware of it this year when I was saying it to not say Mets. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was a couple of years. But then a team like uh, Redding, who um, they changed from the Phillies uh, to the Fighting Phils. I can't even remember that they were the Phillies. It's weird. And then with uh, Akron, they were the Arrows. And same with that. It's just it's once these years go by, uh, you forget things quickly. And uh, it's like I don't remember that. Those teams were named that, but yeah, I commend them for doing that. And, and if people are wondering why, I mean, when you are the nickname of your big league team, the same one, you do lose a lot of identity. I've seen it. And Redding, I know Redding said to me, and I asked a lot of their people there, I mean, they weren't selling any merchandise. I mean, the merchandise sales were really bad because people were just wearing silly stuff that they had for years. And you have to try to work on those numbers. I mean, Merchandise is a big deal, and uh, I just think it's better to have your own identity. I, I, I wouldn't want us to be the Portland Red Sox, because um, we're not. It just, you know, Salem is called that, but Tuck it is. And it, it just would be weird to say the Red Sox are coming up when you're not really the big league team. So I, I like teams that don't have that name, and I know Pawtucket's kind of gone away from it. They, they like to be called more the Paw Sox, and they came up with all that polar bear, because you just you really want to have your own brand. Mike Antonellis is the voice of the Portland Sea Dogs. Sea Dogs in action tonight. Sports Time 780 right here. SportsTimeMain.com. So you can listen live. I've got it set up right there. So when you're listening, looking for the Sea Dogs link, it's right there. And uh, also on the Ox 96.9 AM 1450. Go to PortlandSeaDogs.com and you can see the rest of the U.S. Cellular Sea Dogs Radio Network. Mike, I know it's a busy day for you. Thank you very much. And I'll, uh, I'll see you in uh, a couple hours or so. All right, sounds good. So you're going to be at the presser, right? I am going to be at the whole thing. I'm planning on uh, getting a little bit of lunch and then sliding down. I plan to be there by about 2, 2.30 because I know how things go. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you, just call me the old man because I'll be the early bird. So I'll see you down there. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Take Thank care. You. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. And that's Mike Antonellis, Portland Sea Dogs, voice of the Portland Sea Dogs, here on the B-List Daily and broke a little news for us as well. The Dedger Jimenez headed up to Pawtucket to pitch for them, so he will not be backing up Drew Pomeranz tonight. You know, he's right about that. Nobody wants to see anybody else get hurt, but we always used to say as coaches, so next man up, you know, jump in and make us make us have to play you. 
Yeah. Make us notice you. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they say, you know, that kid, you know, we brought him up that one time. at uh, Next thing you know, the Red Sox need somebody because they had a two 12-inning games in a week. Mm-hmm. Bang. They call him up for a spot start or a spot relief thing, and he pitches well, and they say, well, let's, let's keep him for a week, see how it goes. You, you just never know. Take advantage of your opportunity when it presents itself. That's all you can do, you know. That's all you can do. I mean, honestly, it's really all you can do. It looks like it's a little little more hazy now. It looks like it's going to be a good opening night, though. I think it's going to be okay. It'll be Next all right. Next week's looking a little, little iffy. I went on my Doc, Doc Sky uh, app, and it looks like either snow or rain almost every day next week. So, Except for Friday. Friday looked uh, a little better, I think. So maybe we can get our get our remote out there without having rain and snow. I think we'll be okay. I mean, worst case scenario, I know they'll hook us up. But if, it, if it gets rained out, we're probably not going to be there. So, you know, that'll be, that'll kind of be that. Yeah. So it goes in the spring. Well, what I might have to do, though, is I'm <laughs> I might have to send you up to get set up yep. with, with everything. Yep. And then I'll meet you up there because I'm going to have to be here until yep. nine. But you we know, can do this. Listeners, you know how that goes. You know, the, the lackeys go up and get everything set up and the guy pulls up in the limo, you know, with dark glasses on, you know. Yes. And, as you uh, as you know, you know, and I then, am. And then I he am, jump, jumps in and said, everything all right? Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big into that for me. You know, that's a big, it's a big deal. It's a big, you know me, big, big. Oh, uh, yeah, big, big show. Yeah, big, uh, big time, Mr. Big Time coming in, you know, Mr. Ego sliding by. I've been accused of having an ego before many times. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. No, I don't see it. I don't think I'm that great. I really don't. I, I somehow continue oh, to I work at radio. I think you're very good, but I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't see think the need. You act like you're really. Great. I don't want. I don't want to act like anything. Like I just. I just want to show up and and do the, like. Do people that work over at Tam Brands have an ego because they can they can get stuff off the production line quicker? Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't see the point in having an ego. Never will. 